Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We are studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim. We are at Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Perak Yod Gimel in this podcast. Uh, we are continuing to see the establishment of David's kingdom. And if you recall in Shmuel Bet Perak Vav, there is a description in two stages of David bringing the Aron, where he had been sitting in Kiryat Yarim. We'll talk about that location a little bit in the middle of the Perak. Uh, to Yerushalayim, and that that happened in two stages because of a uh, uh, catastrophe that happened or a trauma that happened in the middle of bringing it up. It's important to note that the sequence of events in Sefer Shmuel is that David first conquers Yerushalayim, then has several wars with the Plishtim, uh, which we have not yet heard about, and then, um, although we heard about one of them, uh, and then subsequently brings the Aron up. Here the order is uh, a little bit different. The bringing the Aron up is uh, sort of the first order of business after coming to Shalayim. Uh, and again, we hear several details that we do not have in Sefer Shmuel, and several of the names are different. Uh, and essentially, though, the information is the same. Now, important to note, going back to Shmuel Aleph, Perak, Perak Zion, uh, the end of the end of Vav, in the beginning of Zion, is that the Aron had been returned from the Plishtim after all of the plagues that it had caused in the land of the Plishtim, in the various cities, and it had come to Beit Shemesh and then been brought up uh, to Kiryat Yarim. Uh, and again, we'll talk about that location in a moment. Uh, and it sat there for 20 years. Those 20 years included the entire time that Shaul was ruling through his death, and nobody had really attended to the Aron. We do not hear about it at all. And now David's first order of business, as it were, once he's settled in Yerushalayim, is to bring the Aron to Yerushalayim uh, to reside with him in the capital. Lechol Nagid, perhaps is an explanation, meaning that David took counsel now with all of these leaders that we just heard about, Kol Nagid, all of these, all of the, uh, the leaders, chieftains. He said to all of Am Yisrael, Am Yisrael, meaning all of these representatives, Ima Alechem Tov, if you are agreeable, Umina Adonai Eloheinu, and God is supportive, Nifritza, Nishlacha, Alachinu Hanisharim, Bechol Etzot Yisrael, we will spread out, and get the word out to everyone throughout Israel, including the Kodim Alviim, who only have their cities, uh, as detailed in the Nasef Bamidbar and in Yoshua uh, Chafalef, have them gather with us. What's the purpose of this great gathering and Dafka, including the Kodim and Alviim? For this, we will encircle and bring the Aron to us. Throughout Shaul's time, we did not seek it out. Everybody was agreeable to do so. Again, in Divrehamim, we find absolute support and agreement without any dissension uh, to David's uh, plans and requests, including uh, including Yushalayim, um, including earlier, even in the time of Tziklag and in the uh, and the Mitzada, that uh, everyone is uh, absolutely supportive. Everybody is agreeable and thinks it's the right thing to do. David gathers uh, all of Am Yisrael. Uh, the word Vayakel here uh, seems to be connected to the Vayakel that we had earlier, but it also seems to be an allusion to the mitzvah of Hakel uh, back in the Torah, because of course this is bringing the Aron up to Shalayim, and the association is very close. Uh, and very clear. I mean, Shichor Mitzrayim. Shichor Mitzrayim uh, seems to be the um, western, the eastern edge of the Egyptian delta, which is 
for each, from Egypt, Egypt's perspective, sort of their outward border. So everybody from there, ve'ad levo Hamat. Hamat is a, a city in Syria, Hama, which is uh, the always considered the furthest north border. Um, uh, we find it in the story of the quote-unquote Miraglim. Uh, we find it in various other stories in Tanakh as being this of the northernmost point, point where there's a Jewish settlement. Of course, in Shlomo's time, we do find uh, even further, to bring the Aron from Kiryat Yarim. Where is it? So it's Kiryat Yarim that belongs to Yehuda, but it's also called Baalat. It's called Baalat because, and the text here is not uncomfortable mentioning it, as we've seen before, names that are not mentioned in earlier texts because of associations with Baal worship, by the time we come to Divrei Amim, are not uncomfortable to be mentioned because in Bayit Sheni, when Divrei Amim is being composed, Baal worship no longer exists. And the place used to be called Baalat, and the reason is it used to be a worship site uh, of Baal because of it, the, the place and the location and the view and the, and the uh, altitude of it. Uh, and that's where the Aron had been kept. Lahalot misham et Aron ha'Elohim Adonai Yoshev hakruvim asher nikra shem. Now this pasuk actually helps us understand a strange passage in Sefer Shmuel. When he is going to bring the Aron up, the Aron is called asher nikra sham shem Hashem tzvaot, and it looks as if the second word shem is just a what we would call dithography, uh, a scribal error, as it were, of the word sham being repeated. But here we find that the Aron is actually called Shem, kind of like we refer to God as Hashem. And so to bring up from there the Aron uh, of Hashem, who is Yoshev HaKruvim, he's called that also in Shmuel in the parallel passage, the one who resides between the Kruvim, and the Aron is called Shem, and to bring that up to Rishalayim. Okay. Remember, the Aron had been kept in the house of Vinadav, and one of his sons had been uh, safeguarded to watch it. Uh, they got a brand new Agala wagon to put the Aron on, and the, and the idea was it was going to be led by, uh, cattle who were, who were, uh, drawing the wagon. Who are the two men? Uzah and Achyo are leading this Agala, they're guiding it. Now this is the description that in Shmuel Bet is actually part of the second leg of David and everybody dancing and singing in front of the Aron is part of the second leg when it comes from the midpoint we're going to read about here to Yerushalayim. But here it's brought in the first point. So they're singing, they're playing with harps and lyres and probably some sort of a a percussive instrument, a tof is not exactly a drum as we know it, which are cymbals, and with uh, horns, cornets. In Shmuel it's called Goren Nachon, so the association of Kidon and Nachon, it's somewhat close, there's a Chaf and a Nun in it, very likely the same place, it may have two names. Goren Nachon is mentioned, of course, in two places in, in Shmuel, which seem not to be the same place, uh, one in this context and one in the context of Shaul chasing David in the south. Uh, so Kidon may be a restoration of the correct name from the time of Shmuel. By Shlach Uzzah et Yado lechozet Aron. Uzzah puts out his hand to hold the Aron. It's exactly how we hear it in Shmuel. Kishamtu habakar. That either means that the cattle themselves fell and the Aron and the wagon was starting to fall, or else the the wagon was falling off, the Aron was falling off of the wagon, or in some way there was some slippage that happened. 
and he went up to <coughs> to protect the Aaron and to stop it from falling. God became angry with Uzzah, and he smote him because of his putting in the hand, his hand out to stop the Aaron. This is, of course, a mysterious passage both in Shmuel and here, and why God is angry for with Uzzah for protecting it. Chazal say that it means that uh, the people themselves uh, were acting too lightheaded, and that's why they weren't noticing in their acceleration. They were not being reverent enough. That's why they didn't notice it start to slip, and that's where the punishment came in. Uh, there are several other explanations for it. And he died right there. And David's anger here, and again, it's the same in Shmuel, seems to be related to the fact that this great celebration is interrupted by the tragedy of the death of Uzzah, the one who had been safeguarded, safeguarding the Aaron, and God breached things with Uzzah. David called that spot Peretz Uzzah, Ad Hayom Hazeh. Uh, which would seem to mean that the name Peretz Uzzah was maintained even by Cheney times, and people still recognized it and knew where it was. But David, although he was angry, was still in awe of God, and his his fear uh, led to the following decision. I can't bring their own to me, whether it means either I am also not perfect, and I'm afraid that I'll be punished, and I need to do something in the meantime before I can bring it, or else it means that now is a day of trauma, and we can't move the Aron any further. In any case, he decides to stop the procession. He doesn't bring it to Ir David, which is consistently the name through uh, through these passages of Yerushalayim and of his Mitzudah. And it's the same exact name used in Shmuel. There's a fellow named Oved Edom, who is either from Gat or used to live in Gat, but he's uh, clearly from the context here a Jewish person, not a, a plishti. Um, and he brings it to his house, which is evidently the nearby house. And so Oved Edom is the one who is now going to watch the Aron. And the Aron stays there for three months. Now remember what had happened to the uh, to people in the vicinity of the Aron from the time it had arrived in Pleshet and in Beit Shemesh, and now on the road to Shalayim, his people had died. And so Oved Edom here seems to be really praiseworthy, because what's the re- re- response? And we do not hear, by the way, that in the 20 years it was in Beit Avinadav that anything uh, great happened in Beit Avinadav. We also don't hear about people dying, we just don't have the information. But, but the sense is that nothing spectacular happened in either direction. But here, that Hashem blessed the house of Oved Edom. We'll learn later that means he had many, many kids during that uh, time. Obviously, he had numbers of wives, and that they were blessed with numerous uh, healthy births during that time. And the text clearly associates that with the presence of the Aaron. So here the Aaron is bringing bracha, and it's there for three months. And of course, at some point soon, we will hear about uh, about the second stage, where the uh, where the Aaron uh, comes back uh, fully to Shalayim, uh, which in uh, in Shmuel is all in one chapter, which is Perak Vav. And again, in uh, Perak Vav follows the wars against the um, against the Plishtim when they attack uh, Ir David, uh, and where they attempt an attack and they're lying in ambush, and David uh, ambushes them. Here, these wars are brought later, and the first order of business, once David gets to Shalim, is to bring the Aaron there to the home that, of course, is its permanent home for eternity. And we'll pick it up with Perak Yadala in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.